0: What's up world, I'm Cameron McKinney and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the career of actress Zendaya and the movie The Mauritanian, but first let's talk about the career of Zendaya, who is by far my favorite young actress working today. Zendaya began her career as a Disney child star in two shows, Shake It Up Chicago with Bella Thorne and *Casey Undercover, and I remember watching Shake It Up Chicago and thinking to myself, Bella. Thorn was going to be the star coming out of that show, and boy have I been proven wrong. I think there's a specific year that I realized that Zendaya was a star actress, and that year was 2017. I saw her in both Spider-Man Homecoming with Tom Holland and the movie The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman, Michelle Williams, and Zac Efron, and I thought she was one of the best things about that movie. Her scenes with Zac Efron were the best scenes in the movie. That's when I was like, who is this person? This can't be the same person I saw on the Disney channel only four years prior. I was blown away by Zendaya in that film. And the same thing with her in Spider-Man Homecoming. I was like, she was so good in a supporting role. That's what's so interesting about both of those movies. Zendaya has a small supporting role, but she gives scene-stealing performances in both films. And Spider-Man Homecoming, she's like the comedic relief. And in The Greatest Showman, it's super impressive that she was just as good as Hugh Jackman, Michelle Williams, and Zac Efron in that movie. So after that year, I have never thought as Zendaya as that girl from those Disney Channel shows. I had always thought she was going to be a superstar. And then she even surprised me with how fast she became a superstar. Because then in 2019, she starred as Rue in the HBO series Euphoria and it's one of my favorite performances on TV. Zendaya is the biggest reason that show is special and unique. There are a lot of shows that deal with the dark side of being a teen in modern times. The thing that separates this show from the others is Zendaya, who is giving an all-time great performance. The crazy thing about Zendaya in that show is not only does she carry the dramatic elements of the show, she's also the comedic relief. The ep- episode where she imagines herself as a private eye is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Like I've never seen an actor or actress carry a television show like that before. Other great shows have other great actors in them. Succession has like this all-star cast and while I think the cast of Euphoria is really good, I really only think Zendaya is the one who is a great actress. Like she is 100% the reason why that show is different than say a bad teen Nick show about teenage drama? She is a movie star on TV. I just feel there's a huge gap between Zendaya and the second best actor or actress on that show. My second favorite actress from that show is Maude Apatow, and she has a smaller role in Euphoria. So for me, Zendaya is carrying that show. Yes, I love Hunter Schaefer. Yes, I love Alexa Demi. Yes, I love Jacob alordi They're really- really good in those parts, but the show is absolutely nothing to me without Zendaya as Rue. I am 100% a fan of that show because of Zendaya's performance. Zendaya has forged a great partnership with writer-director Sam Levinson. They worked together on Euphoria. He's the creator of that show, and they made the movie Malcolm and Marie, also starring John David Washington, and in that film, Zendaya gives her best performance in a movie, and i think she should have gotten her first Oscar nomination for that role. Their partnership of Levinson and Zendaya reminds me a lot of David O. Russell and Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, David O. Russell is the one who made Jennifer Lawrence a massive, massive movie star and got her an Oscar. I mean, that duo had Silver Linings Playbook and American Hustle back-to-back and they also made the movie Joy. That's three Oscar nominations for Lawrence. And equally, I I think Sam Levinson has made Zendaya a massive massive star. Euphoria has gotten her an Emmy. Malcolm and Marie is her best film performance yet. I want to see this duo continue to work together because I think Sam Levinson gets the best performances out of Zendaya. I also want to talk about Zendaya in the Spider-Man movies because her version of MJ is way better than Kirsten Dunn's version in the Sam Raimi trilogy. I mean the Kirsten Dunn's version version of the character is always getting captured. She's always the damsel in distress. And with Zendaya in these two Spider-Man films she's done with Tom Holland, she is part of the plot, especially in Spider-Man Far From Home. She's not kidnapped. She's not in danger. She's not saved by Spider-Man. She is part of the resolution of the plot. The Kirsten Dunst character was captured in all three films. She could never help Spider-Man solve the crime or whatever. Zendaya has played a larger role in these films and I'm a way bigger fan of her version of MJ than I am of the Kirsten Dunst version. She also has great chemistry with Tom Holland. I mean, that's a big part of these movies. One of the reasons I like the Andrew Garfield version of the Spider-Man films is because he has great chemistry with Emma Stone. I think the big thing about making a good Spider-Man movie is that the romantic lead has to be really good. This isn't like a Batman movie where the girl changes all the time. You either have MJ or you have Gwen Stacy, and who's ever playing those roles has to to be very good in them and Zendaya is the perfect MJ. I think the insane thing about Zendaya is that I feel the best is yet to come. Her next projects include Space Jam, A New Legacy is the voice of Lola Bunny, Euphoria Season 2 which I cannot wait for, Spider-Man No Way Home which I have no idea if the other Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield are going to be in that film but I'm still super excited about and oh by the way she's going to be in the movie Dune with Timothy Chalamet. So if you've not yet seen Zendaya's work, you are going to because she is going to be in just about everything. She's become a household name. You could make the argument she's one of the most famous actresses on the planet, and I really like her strategy of doing something really cool and unique like Euphoria while also doing big studio films like the Spider-Man movies and Dune. That's how you get famous. It's like Anya Taylor-Joy. She's in the Queen's Gambit, and then she's going to play Furiosa in a big blockbuster. You can do cool projects and remain relevant. That's what I think Zendaya is doing and I think it's doing wonders for her career because not only is she being in really good projects, she's being in stuff that's being seen by everyone. A lot of people have seen Euphoria, a lot of people have seen the Spider-Man films, and a lot of people are going to see her in Dune. Here's a list of the Zendaya performances. I highly recommend. Spider-Man Homecoming, The Greatest Showman, Euphoria, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Malcolm and Marie. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie The Mauritanian. Here's a quick synopsis. Mohamedou Slahi is in prison in Guantanamo Bay for 14 years because the U.S. government believes he played a role in 9-11. He's never been given a trial until defense attorney Nancy Holland agrees to help him prove his innocence. Listen, this was a movie I heard a lot about because Jodie Foster's involvement, Benedict Cumberbatch, badge was in it. I wanted to watch this movie and for the most part, I really enjoyed this film. And one of the biggest reasons why is Jodie Foster, who reminds us why she's a movie star with two Oscars. She gives the best performance in this movie. I'm a big Jodie Foster fan. I like Taxi Driver, I like Silence of the Lambs, but I really like her in Panic Room the most. Like that's the underrated David Fincher film that has J- Jodie Foster with Kirsten Stewart. I mean, who doesn't like the movie Panic Room? Tahar Rahim is the lead of the movie and he gives a very good breakout performance as Mohamedou. He's playing the guy who's lost hope and is no longer willing to put blind trust in people who say they can help him. I really like those scenes where he's untrustworthy of the Jodie Foster character. I thought it was really believable. This is based on a true story. I thought he was really good in the film. And then you have Benedict Cumberbatch, who in this movie is doing a crazy southern accent, and it's not the first time he's done so. He's also had one in August, Osage County, with Meryl Streep, Julia Roberts, and Chris Cooper. I, for one, like it when a well known actor goes for it with an accent, and it's why I like Tom Harney and Robert Pattinson, and why I approve of what Cumberbatch is doing in this movie. Yes, give me free British accent. Actors and have them do a crazy American accent, and I'm here for it. Robert Pattinson did a crazy accent in The Devil all the time. It's an insane accent. I have no idea how real it is, but it's entertaining. I feel the same way about Tom Hardy in the movie like Lawless and Capone. Those accents are insane, but I'm here for it, and Cumberbatch has done this before. He was really good in that film where he played Thomas Edison. So yeah, you heard it here first. I'm a fan of crazy accents. I think they bring a lot to movies and these three individuals do it a lot. Cumberbatch, Hardy, and Pattinson. I hear this argument a lot when it comes to Cumberbatch that it's a distraction to have him in the movie because he's a really well-known actor. He's an actor. He should be in movies. They were saying that about that when he was in 1917. Oh, why is Benedict Cumberbatch in this one scene? Because he's an actor and he's a really good actor. I think Benedict Cumberbatch is more than just a big name star. I think he is a super reliable actor. He has become underrated in in my eyes. I really like him in this movie, by the way. A lot of people will not like the accent. A lot of people will think he's a distraction, but from the time I saw him in Sherlock in the Imitation Game, i have been a super fan. Rounding out the supporting cast of this film is Shailene Woodley from The Descendants, The Spectacular Now and The Fault in Our Stars, and Zachary Levi from Chuck Tangled and Shazam. Shailene Woodley is a really interesting actress. Like, she has been a- in some really big films. The Descendants with George Clooney, which I really like. You have The Spectacular Now, which is one of the most underrated films of the past decade. Her and Miles Teller are so, so good in that movie. And that movie has so many people that went on to become major stars. Brie Larson's in that film. Caitlin Deaver is in that movie. And of course, her most famous success is The Fault in Our Stars. I mean, her and Ansel Elgort were Made stars because of that film. So I thought it was kind of weird that she took this role as this side character in this film that's being dominated by Jodie Foster and Tahar Rahim. There's like a 30 minute period when her character just leaves the overall plot and then she comes back for some reason. And Zachary Levi's career is just as weird. I mean this guy I really like the show Chuck but then he was in the second album in the Chipmunks movie and I thought this guy's career was over. Because because that movie was awful, but then he was in one of the best Disney animated films, Tangled. Yes, I am a huge fan of that film. Mandy Moore is so good in that movie, and he is really good in that film as Finn Ryder, one of my favorite characters in Disney films. Then he was like a supporting character in two of the Thor films, and then he came back as a leading man in Shazam, one of the few very good DC films. And later this year, Zachary Lee Levi will be playing Kurt Warner in a biopic about how Kurt Warner made the NFL against all odds. I have no idea if that movie is going to be any good or not, but Zachary Levi, I'm a fan of your work. You've had such a weird career. I hope it turns out to be a success for him. Let's talk about the director of this movie, Kevin McDonald, who I believe is super underrated. He made The Last King of Scotland with Forrest Whitaker, who of course went on to win the Oscar for that performance. James McAvoy is also terrific in that film. And I also think Kevin McDonald is super good at making political thrillers. He made that film State of Play with Russell Crowe, Rachel McAdams, and Ben Affleck. This movie is so, so underrated. It's interesting to note that Russell Crowe's character was almost played by Brad Pitt. I think this is one of the better political thrillers. Because the idea of this movie, I'm going to give you some spoiler alerts here. Russell Crowe's character has information against Ben Affleck's character who is a politician but is also Crowe's character's best friend. So there's a conflict of interest there and I really think this movie is so good. The cast is wild. You have Robin Wright who's really good in the movie, Jason Bateman shows up, and Helen Mirren. If you have not seen State of Play, I highly recommend it. The thing about this movie, The Mauritanian, is it's entertaining and powerful, but its biggest flaw is it's so complicated and ambitious. It's not easy to follow. There are many timelines. I think it's a story that we need to know. It reminded me a lot of that Kristen Stewart film, Camp X-Ray, another film that shows just how horrific Guantanamo Bay is and why it should not exist. But this movie is kind of hard to follow. It's kind of all over the place. There's too many characters. There's too many plot lines. It should have been simplified. I think the most interesting thing about the movie is the scenes between Benedict Cumberbatch's character and Zachary Levi's character. It's this idea that the U.S. was basically looking for anyone they could to blame for 9-11, that they weren't even willing to dig the information to see if they were right about who the bad guys were. They just wanted to put blame on whoever they could. And there's some part of me that is understanding towards that idea. They just went through this horrific event. They need a face to what happened. They can't go home with nothing. So they put this guy in prison and they did the absolute worst thing. I think that's the most interesting idea of this film. The other scenes feel like movies I've seen before. The, the court trial, that scene at the end did absolutely nothing for me. We've all seen those type of movies. The stuff that's interesting is the stuff between Cumberbatch and Zachary Levi. And that's not to say, because again, Jodie Foster is really good in this movie, Tahar Rahim is really good in this movie, but I think the plot around them wasn't as interesting. I think the best scene that Jodie Foster has in the movie is the scene where she's talking to a reporter about this idea that for some reason we treat terrorists differently than we treat criminals and murderers, like they're some different types of people. They are two people that committed a crime and both are worthy of going on trial. I think that was the best scene that Foster has in the film. This is one of those movies that has so much story to it. There's still so much about it that we didn't get from the movie. This is one of those movies that would have benefited from being like an HBO miniseries or on Amazon Prime. Like this was too big for a two-hour film. Yes, you get some really good performances from movies, movie stars like Joey Foster, Tahar Rahim might be a future movie star, Benedict Cumberbatch, Zachary Levi, Shailene Woodley, but they didn't get to cover what they really wanted to in two hours, so the movie does feel rushed. I mean, so much time has gone from the beginning of the movie till the end of the movie. It just was too big of a story to tell in two hours, and that's the biggest flaw of the movie. I also didn't think the movie really vilified any of the People that did that to Muhammadu's character, like they did. The movie didn't look down on the Zachary Levi character. Even Benedict Cumberbatch didn't really look down on him. Yes, he separated himself from the US government and backed out of the trial, but I thought the movie was a little reluctant to say who the bad guys really were in this situation. Like, yes, I think it was obvious that the US did this guy really wrong, but at the end of the day, I didn't think the movie did enough to To point out who the bad guys were. I mean, another thing I thought this movie was lacking was a consistent tone. And when you go from a scene that's so vastly different from another scene, you kind of feel like you're watching two different movies. Like the scenes with Tahar Rahim and Jodie Foster are so different than the scenes when Tahar Rahim first gets arrested and is getting interrogated by the U.S. Those feel like... Two very different kinds of movies, so you kind of get lost in where you are. Overall, I really like this movie again. I will watch anything that Jodie Foster is in. Benedict Cumberbatch is really good. Tahar Rahim, hope to see him in more movies. I just didn't think The Mauritanian lived up to its potential. It's a good movie. It's not a great movie, but I still think it's worth seeing, and we should look back at that time with a little bit of remorse. Like, I definitely read recommend you watch this film, The Mauritanian, and then watch the film Camp X-Ray and learn about the horrific things we did to human beings in Guantanamo Bay. This movie has a really good breakout performance from Tahar Rahim. It has a movie star in Jodie Foster who's won two Oscars. It has a wild and crazy Benedict Cumberbatch performance. This movie has a lot to offer, and for that reason, I highly recommend you check out the film The Mauritanian. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes and this week I put the spotlight on the career of actress Zendaya and the movie The Mauritanian. Next week I'm putting the spotlight on the movies Love and Monster starring Dylan O'Brien and Jessica Henwick and Supernova starring Colin Firth and Stanley Tucci. So tune into that and please raise review, and subscribe.